0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful home office, Chateau Relaxo, Florida. Today, it's a little bit about travel disappointment and drinking local. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome. This past trip was a new destination for me, Buffalo, New York, and I had a, a really good friend that was from the Buffalo area, and his running joke was, Buffalo has two seasons, winter and July 4th. I was there after July 4th, and the weather seemed great. I think one morning it was as low as 59, so somebody that's living in Florida and we're used to 80 and 90 degree days, and you know mid-70s when you wake up, it was a nice change. So here's a note. If you've never been to Buffalo, you may want to check out the fact that they actually have two airports named Niagara Falls. And the only way that I knew about this are two airports with the word Niagara in it. The only way that I knew about it was the fact that when I went to pick up my rental car, there was no reservation for me. So I go over to the little Hertz Gold booth, give the guy my confirmation number. He types in on the keyboard, which we never know what in the hell they're typing. Comes back and he goes, oh yeah, your reservation's at the Niagara Falls International Airport. I'm like, isn't that this? He goes, no, this is Buffalo Niagara International Airport. I'm like, okay, well, how far away is it? He goes, about 40 miles. So I ended up on the phone with the lady at Hertz, and apparently I'm not the first person in the world that's ever done this. Thankfully, I made my reservations for my flight into the correct airport, Buffalo Niagara International BUF. Unfortunately... I rented my car at the Niagara Falls International Airport, IAG. And I've always told you I'm not much of an airport letter code guy, and it probably would have been really helpful to have been one when I placed that or hit that submit button on Hertz's website. To make things a little bit better, though, is that once I got my reservation straightened out, I went back to the gold booth, and the guy on the other side of the booth said, hey, don't worry, man, i have taken care of you. And I'm thinking, great, I got a, a nice upgrade or something cool. Walked over, my car was a Toyota Corolla SI, and I guess the took care of me part was the fact that it was brand new and only had six miles on it. So to a lot of people, that's probably really cool. To somebody that travels a lot, a rental car with six miles on it is not the greatest. I'd much rather have a rental car with 20 or 25,000 miles on it because anything that happened to that car when I turned it in, was definitely caused by me. You give me a rental car with 20 or 30,000 miles on it, I can probably argue my way out of any kind of scratches or dents or dings on it. But with six miles and returning the car with about 200 miles on it, it definitely came from me. My stay was at the downtown Hilton Garden Inn. Everybody knows my fondness for Hilton Garden Inns. One of the best breakfasts around. Great staff, took care of everything. Great view of the city. Monday night. My buddy and I that was there with me, we're both wing guys, so immediately we knew we were heading down to the Anchor Bar. It was about a mile walk down Main Street, and it was a total flop. I was truly surprised. I mean, for years and years and years, I've heard all about the Anchor Bar, the birthplace of Wings, they advertised it on the side of the building and all that. Walk inside, cool looking place, lots of memorabilia, Harleys hanging from the ceiling, license plates everywhere, a memorabilia gift shop. You can ship wings home, but we both ordered just 10 wings, and they to me, it was just a giant cup of suck. They were way overcooked. Uh, the bones in a cup of mine, they were so overcooked, were, were crispy and brittle. And then to top it off, I uh, I wanted a glass of their Anchor Bar IPA, which they were out of. You know, this is one of those times when you put a check in the box, hey, it's a bucket list item, I've done it but would not go out of my way to go back there again. So coming back down Main Street, we actually stumbled across a place called Hatchets and Hops. And so if you've ever wanted to drink beer and throw hatchets, check out this place, Hatchets and Hops. And I don't know how they sold this idea to an insurance company. I don't know what the proposal was, because it certainly couldn't have been. Here's what we want to do. We want to open a craft beer bar And then let people throw hatchets at wood. (laughs) But so they were actually having a tap takeover from pressure drop brewing. And I grabbed myself a struggle bus. I think it was a double IPA. I don't think it was an Imperial. But what was surprising was that it actually came in a full 12-ounce glass. Usually when you get into doubles of IPAs or Imperials, they give you the small snifter. We uh, sat and sampled a couple beers and watched people (laughs) throw hatchets at, at basically a giant wall of wood. Quite often, the hatchets would come flying back at the thrower if they didn't stick into the wood, so that added an extra bit of danger to it. Not something that would be that I'd want to do, but apparently they're making a killing at it. It's $40, and you can throw for as long as you want or until you fall over. Tuesday, lunch was at a place called Big Ditch Brewing Company. I went with a sriracha chicken sandwich. And think uh, a sriracha honey-coated chicken breast with cilantro sour cream and pickled red onions and cucumbers. A really, really good sandwich. The downside of it was this is one of the sandwiches that once you started eating, you couldn't put it down because there was no way you were going to be able to pick this sandwich back up off the plate without it just falling apart in your hands. Big Ditch is a really cool-looking place. One of the guys that was with us from the area had told us that Buffalo's been going through major revitalization and they were handing off buildings to a lot of people and just saying, hey, look, renovate this, do something, get some kind of revenue stream in it. They really weren't into the, the the payoff of the real estate, so to speak, but they wanted to bring people back into town, and Big Ditch was one of those places. Lots of cool industrial giant garage doors. The ceiling was full of you know air conditioning tubes and all the industrial-looking infrastructure to a building just really cool place since it was lunch did not partake in any of their beer samplings but did manage to pick up one of their hay burners later on in the trip 7.2 apv pretty good beer not too heavy not too light would have liked to have probably brought a six pack or so back with me if it was possible tuesday night dinner was at a place called dinosaur barbecue and i've been to dinosaur in albany was familiar with it and this one was just as good as the Albany location. I, again, went with their ribs and wing combo plate. St. Louis wings truly fall off the bone. Uh, Their wings were, I would put them, a lot better than they were at Anchor Bar. You know, I've had, what Anchor served me, and I don't mean to hound on it, but I've had better wings at Chili's. Hilton Garden Inn, they serve phenomenal wings. I would say that it was far above and beyond anything that Anchor Bar had. All right, so back to Dinosaur. Finished the meal with some mac and cheese. Really good tasting. Kind of reminded me of my grandmother's mac and cheese. And the coleslaw was so-so. And I'm not a huge coleslaw guy. To me, it gets really easy for them to get too mayonnaise i I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise. Um, and this one kind of fell in that category. Didn't take anything away from the, uh, the meal itself. As we were walking back to the hotel, we were both commenting that, you know, the downtown area was just completely void of people. And we're thinking... You know, if the weather is so bad here from roughly, from what everybody was saying, October to late May, early June or so, why aren't there more people out running around? It was almost like we had the whole city to ourselves. Well, we found out later on that they have what they call Food Truck Tuesdays over at Larkin Square, and that's where everybody was, and we missed it. Next time around, definitely try to check out Food Truck Tuesday over at Larkin Wednesday night dinner was another one of those places that we just kind of stumbled on during our walkabout. Open air again. There's a lot of open air, I guess, probably because when, the, when it's not snowing and it's not 30 degrees, Buffalo, the weather seems to be pretty nice. Deep South was cool. Had a pretty good quesadilla. A little bit of a disappointment with their chips and salsa. And chips and salsa is a great way to start a meal, but apparently it's a really easy way to... uh to start it off poorly. In this case, their salsa was just eh, less than middle-of-the-road. The The tomato salsa looked like something somebody had just kind of thrown together with some cilantro and tomato. They had some kind of a grilled smoked, um, very watery sauce came off, more like A1 steak sauce and it was so uh, non-memorable. I don't even remember what the third sauce was. Cool place. Bartenders were good, had a, one of their own home brews, Lucka Brew Mexican Lager at 5%. I don't think they actually brewed it. I think they're probably subbing it out to somebody, but it was okay. Along the lines of a uh, a Corona, you know, nothing to write home about. But what was interesting was there was about three or four of us at the bar eating. All of a sudden the bartender kind of mumbled something <laughs> and about 30 people roared into the place and it reminded me of the uh, teacher from the Charlie Brown movies. All you could hear was, wah, 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 people milling about, and about 15 minutes later, they all left. So the only thing we could figure out was it was some kind of a beer crawl or bar crawl or something. But I guess the uh, the bartender had been through that drill before and knew that it was going to be a hectic 15 or 20 minutes. After dinner, walking back towards the hotel, we stopped at Lafayette Brewing Company Cool building. Probably this building, I would say, has to date back to the 40s or the 50s. Big, thick wood bar. These big copper foot rails uh, that ran underneath the bar. Subway tile, this art deco tile throughout the hallways and the bathrooms. Ended up going with one of their home brews. And they had about four or five on tap. Settled in on a Terminator dry hopped IPA that weighed in at about 7% APV. You know, all in all, Buffalo was a great town. Tons of friendly, friendly people, not at all what I thought it would be. Didn't see a lot of homelessness running around. A lot of beautiful, beautiful architecture. Would love to come back. Just don't plan on doing it during the winter when there's probably three or four feet worth of snow on the ground. So if you spent any time reading the blog or listening to the podcast You know I'm all about trying to keep things local. I'm the first one to raise their hand when somebody goes, hey, do you want to try out this new mom-and-pop place for dinner? I'm all about it. I'd rather eat at a restaurant like that than any kind of franchise. I much prefer getting my produce at the Winter Garden Farmer's Market over than what Public sells. Probably the exception to that would be Wegmans just because we don't have Wegmans in South Florida and it's just a cool store. I love throwing back a craft beer or a local beer far better than I do over the mass-produced beers. And there's nothing wrong with mass-produced beers. I know that a Corona is going to taste like a Corona unless it's just happened to sat on the sidewalk three or four days and baked in the sun. But it's cool and interesting to have the opportunity to taste what other people create. I mean, there's some amazing beers. I'm not a huge fan of Sour's. But what some people have done with some of these creations, and it's basically chemistry, for for lack of a better term, but what they end up doing is is truly amazing. The advantage of traveling is that you get plenty of chances to drink local. And if you let your friends know while you're traveling, and when you roll into town, you'll have more than uh, enough opportunities to to try different beers at different locations. So if you've been in a... Whole in the past five or six years, the craft beer movement has really taken off. I mean, there's magazines, there's websites, the Untapped app, which I use to log each individual beer. I think I've had about 1,100 unique beers. I've got a friend on there that's had over 7,000. You know, it could be a bit of information overload, but it's still interesting to know what's out there. So we've already done a beer tour of Florida. So let's expand our geography just a bit north and cover four southern states. So first up is Alabama. If you ever find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, check out Below the Radar Brewing Company. It's been a few years since I've been here, but my last trip, it still rocked. They offered, I think, 25-plus beers on tap. They had a cooler full of uh, craft beers in bottles and cans. I think this is one of the last places that I actually brought a pint glass home with me. I was on a uh, kick for a while that I was collecting pint glasses. Until my wife put an end to that. And I think I've migrated or moved over more towards collecting uh, beer openers since then. Birmingham, Alabama is one of my favorite stops. I used to find myself there about every quarter. I think I've been there once in 2019. One of my favorite barbecue joints is there, uh, Golden Rule. And I think the pit boss at Golden Rule has been the pit boss since the mid-70s. But if you're ever there, check out... Good People Brewing Company, if you can't make it to the brewery, I think they they offer tours for about $15. It includes, of course, a pint glass and a pint to drink, but you can easily pick up this beer at the gas stations and take it back for what I call hotel beer, and my therapist says it's not a good idea to drink alone, but when you're by yourself in a hotel, there's not many choices. If you're an IPA guy, I am. uh, They have one of the better IPAs that comes in at about 7.1. It'll definitely grab your attention. Fairhope Brewing Company out of Fairhope, Alabama. I've never stopped by their production facility, but their beer is widely distributed all along the Alabama coast. I like their Take the Causeway IPA. It's 8.2%, and a few of these will help you easily forget the roughest of your days. So Georgia's considered my second home. I've lived there, I, I think three or four times over the years. Sweetwater Brewing Company, most everybody is familiar with. They distribute all the way down here into Florida. After spending so much time in Atlanta, I truly consider this my hometown Hometown beer. They have a standard offering of about six brews, but intertwine that with additional, probably a dozen or so beers throughout the year. One of my... uh Secrets is that I am an avid fly fisherman. Sweetwater has their Save Our Water project that helps to fund the protection of the Chattahoochee River. i fished probably 20 plus years on the Chattahoochee for trout. My favorite is just their straight up Sweetwater Brew IPA 6.3, full of taste. Sold locally, like I said, at the, uh, most of the Publixes around and most of the, uh, the liquor stores as well. What's cool about them is, and I think it's on that, the IPA series, is that they'll print a third of a fish, silk screen on the side of the can, so you can load three cans up your forearm and make it look like you've caught a fish. I'll see if I can find a picture. I'm sure if you get on social media and search Sweetwater Brewing, you'll see somebody doing that. Terrapin, based out of Athens, is another one of those widely distributed beers. Athens, Georgia is the home of University of Georgia. A college that my sister attended, claiming it was the best six years of her life. And she hates when I tell her that, but it's true. They offer nine beers year-round, have a seasonal or side project along the way. My go-to is their Hopsecutioner IPA. Notice an IPA trend, folks. I don't have that hipster epic beard, and I don't wear a lot of flannel. But I truly, truly do love IPA beers. At 7.3, the Hopsecutioner is a bit on the heavy side. But as tasty as, as it gets. One of my favorite beers. My old time favorite of theirs was their Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. And porter's kind of my second favorite. Uh, right behind IPAs. I try to drink more and more Porters. I think it could be a really, really flavorful beer. And their Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. Truly interesting uh, taste combination. You could taste the chocolate. You could taste the coffee. You could taste the, uh, the peanut butter in it. Unfortunately, it's retired. Uh, again, Terrapin, you can find them. They offer variety packs at almost every single grocery store in the uh, Orlando area. Jekyll Brewing is another interesting small little brewery that's in uh, Georgia. I was first introduced to Jekyll up in the North Georgia mountains after spending a day fishing Nekuchi Bend. I grabbed a bottle of their Cooter Brown. Uh, It's a very mild brown ale. If you're looking uh, for adventure, order their hop Dang Diggity Southern IPA. The last time I had one of those, I think I was eating at Mully's over at Nikuchi Grill. Really cool little uh, hometown grill right across from the uh, Unicoi Outfitters. Uh, one of my favorite places to stop in when I want to go fishing. When in Tennessee, I always check out Yazoo Brewing Company. Again, widely distributed across Tennessee and Mississippi. I think I was first introduced to their beers in mississippi my favorite is their double ipa you can only get this one on draft so don't bother looking for it in cans or bottles again nine beers that are produced year-round and they throw in seasonally offerings uh, about every three months or so the nice thing about yazoo is last time i was in the nashville airport they actually had a stand where you could buy a six pack or two to take home with you since you were already on the other side of tsa Another one is Rock Bottom, and it would be easy to call foul on uh, Rock Bottom being local. There's multiple locations, but they do brew beer at every single one of them. I've drank at several of their other locations. The, my reintroduction to Rock Bottom came last year during the Chateau Relaxa 2018 Spring Break World Tour on a wet and chilly afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee. I had my wife with me, and we went through a couple rounds of flights of beers. If you've never if you've never heard of a flight of flights, just four or five ounces of, of different beers. They usually load up a paddle with five or six samplings, and that way you can kind of get an idea of what a brewery's all about without having to slam down 12 ounce after 12 ounce after 12 ounce, trying to find something that you like. And so our flights, I think it was all over the road. We had their Irish Coffee Brown Ale. Their desperado dark lager, their roast beef, which was an imperial smoked porter, fire chief ale, papa's pale ale, and just so happened to find us there during happy hour, which meant the beers were half price or the flights were half price as well. The appetizers. So I think we got out of there with a full belly for probably less than thirty bucks. The last stop is North Carolina. North Carolina is the beer mecca of the South. I'll put a map up. You can see all the the breweries, uh put a map up on the blog. In my opinion, Asheville is still the hub. It seems like everybody that's anybody is there, starting with Sierra Nevada. Most everybody that drinks beer or craft beer or been through the beer aisle at Publix has seen Sierra Nevada. They have a phenomenal offering of beer. I think we actually bought a 12-pack variety for the weekend here. And I think when the, the the that that brewery's only been in for I don't know five or six years maybe seven years, and it was a toss up between going to Asheville or Georgia. I think they made the right choice going to the Asheville area, as it's probably going to support that kind of a brewery more. So I mean, Atlanta already has Sweetwater. I think it would be hard pressed to have another major distributor there as well. One of my other favorites ones is Asheville Brewing. Actually, it's my favorite, not because my brother-in-law works there. They have a good offering of beer. They have a good restaurant. One of my favorites is their Shiva IPA. 6% middle-of-the-road IPA. Buy a six-pack, buy two six-packs, buy a case, but definitely stock off, stock up in it. If you're not an IPA guy, consider their Ninja Latte Coffee Porter 5.6, which can be, again, middle-of-the-road for a porter. A nice flavor combination with the with the coffee very easy to drink especially on a cool uh, fall afternoon my last stop is wicked weed which is now owned by anheuser busch a lot of controversy on uh, these major breweries or major brands buying out the small guys funky buddha is another one i think constellation bought them i haven't seen much change in wicked weed other than distribution we now see Uh, A small offerings of a couple of their brews from Wicked Weed in the Publix down here in the Orlando area. One of my favorites is their Lieutenant Dank, which is 6.5. Dank seems to be a phenomenal word used when it comes to to naming beers. I have no idea why. If you want to try something really off the grid, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. It's our Oxacan. It's 7%, 7 7.1%. It's a tequila barrel aged smoked sour with grapefruit and lime so you're not going to find that in your local grocery store I'm not a huge fan of sours but the intricacies of the uh, between the grapefruit and the lime and then actually settling it up in a tequila tequila barrel actually makes a difference so there you have it four more beer states all located in the south we'll start venturing up the road a little bit we'll head up into virginia and probably north virginia new jersey new york and some of those areas as well thanks for listening safe travels and have a great day hey wait a second don't go make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com from food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.